shares that you guys are doing all over the place. I'm loving it. (laughs) It's awesome to see how far this is going. So thank you. I recently had a session with a patient that is generally a very quiet and reserved patient, or at least that's what I kind of thought. But as I heard her talk, it's not that she's quiet or reserved. When it comes to emotions, she has a hard time labeling them. She usually avoids her emotions. The main emotion she relates to is maybe frustration or sadness or self-pity or anger or resentment. You know, they're not going to be really intense and happy ones. I've noticed her relate to just the negative states. And this is common for many people that they relate to negative states. But going back to our session, as we were discussing her stressors and what she perceives as stress in her life, the way she was talking appeared as if she's just living in her life and held hostage by people, by her life. It was difficult for her to come up with not only labeling what the problem is, but really labeling what she wanted to do about it. And this is a very common thing for me when I'm working with people to identify what they want. There's a lot of fears involved, people. There's a lot of fears for asking for what we want. Problems come in when we start to confuse something so simple. And the common responses I usually hear, uh, I don't know what I want. Or I don't know what the problem is. And both are false. Just let's start with that right away. It's both telling me that you don't want to label either the problem because you don't want to label the solution or you don't want to label the solution because you don't want to make the decision or say it out loud or there's some kind of fear associated with it. So today we're going to talk about these things because as I was seeing this patient really struggle, she didn't just remind me of her or even me at times, but other people that I work with. It's a very common, common response in our lives that sometimes we become helpless to making decisions. We think we're trapped in our own everyday life, that we have no other choice but just to do what we do. And that is not true. And I'm going to prove that to you today. We're going to take those blocks and unblock them for you. So this way you don't say some silly statement like, I don't know. Well, when it comes to you, you would know. But when it comes to me, you wouldn't really know what I want. (laughs) But you, it's always a sure thing. And that's what I want to make sure that I, I really, really address today is that our ability to make decisions is based on a practice of radical self-honesty, like radical. (laughs) And I will show you how to do that today. Once you do that, you really can't go back because when you really are honest with yourself and identify the problem, really identify it, you know, with all all the other stuff that confuses this and makes it really muddy. When you start seeing it precisely as it is, then from that place, it'll start to make more sense 
on what you need to do as a next step. So let's start with why do we need to ask ourselves what we want? And in this case, it's not just about self-discovery. You can even use this in asking yourself at your own work, what is it that I want? Do I want to work less? Do I want to work more? Do I want to take vacations? Do I want to take breaks? Like, what is it that I want? Do I want this job? Do I find this job satisfying for me? Even if you don't want to say it, I think that most definitely you should say it to yourself out loud. Just answer these questions for yourself. That will help a lot. Identifying decisions that you also need to make in your personal world, in your relationships with others and friendships. You need to ask for what you want to yourself first. And I'll talk about why asking yourself what you want is probably the most important out of anything else that you can do when it comes to making forward changes in your life and really start mobilizing your world and your decisions and the fun that you're going to have in making them instead of staying stuck. So making decisions and setting goals really has to start with what we want. We cannot play this helpless passive role in our lives. Sometimes people confuse that with wanting people to change or wanting situations to change, wanting everything outside of them to change, but not really identifying that they might be the biggest block in their own change in their own life. And their self-honesty or lack thereof could play a major role in it. So... What are the blocks or the common things that we say to ourselves that can cause us some trouble? And how do we work to undo them gradually? Because that's what change is about. It's a gradual thing. We're not looking for big old steps. Although many people like this idea is that I need to know when, how, what, why. We don't need to know. We just, we just know that change is gradual and that's all we need to know about it. Trust me. That's all you want to know about it. And that's all we, what we can know about it. We don't know what it's going to look like when we change, but we sure as hell know that it's going to take some time, whatever time that may be. It may be a short time, a long time. I don't know. I really don't know, but it just depends on the person and how fast they wake up. Really, it's about deciding that you are in charge of your own feelings and you are in charge of your own decisions. And from that place, practicing some radical self-honesty there and working to mobilize yourself forward. So I'm going to name a few steps on how to zero in on asking yourself properly, if that's, a, <laughs> that's the best word to describe it, what it is that I want. So the first thing I'm going to have you point out to yourself or that I want you to ask yourself is, what is it that I want? And it cannot include controlling people. And so let me give you an example on that. If I want to be happy in this relationship, happiness is my responsibility. It is not the responsibility of another person. So I'm not going to want my husband to change before I start getting happy. I don't want my kids to start getting quieter and follow the rules or whatever it is that they, what that I want that I think I can control. I, I can't. I can't want all these things to happen before I start having peace or getting happy or feeling fulfilled or satisfied or any other feeling that I want as an outcome. I can't really have other people be in charge of it. It just makes us feel more helpless and out of control. And it confuses us quite a bit that I need to either manipulate or 
control others to feel better. And this is a false idea. You won't like it. And the outcome will be quite a bit of fighting and resistance from others because they don't want to be controlled by you. And I don't blame them. (laughs) So we don't want to be not liking ourselves and confusing ourselves and thinking that somebody else is the reason why I feel this way. We don't want to do that because if that's the case, if you really think that, that they're the solution, that means you're going to have to go fix them or make them change in order for you to get happy. And none of this is necessary. None of this. So when you ask yourself, what do I want? And specifically, what do I want to feel? That might actually narrow it down a little bit more. What is it that I want to feel as an outcome in my life? And, uh, Find a great word that you can live every day. So for me, it's a state of satisfaction. Everything is good enough. Everything, I have plenty. Uh, so abundant and satisfaction uh, is, is are words that I, I like in my life today. They are practiced every day. And, and I'm not confused about making decisions anymore in that area. It's like, it's, it's very... I'm in charge of my feelings. Nobody else is. So if I want to be more satisfied or happier or feel grateful, then there, there are things that I got to change within me, not outside of me, not people. So people I cannot control. So please do not make them as part of that decision because it will leave you as a confused little rabbit. And we don't want none of that. All right. The next thing I need you to keep in mind is will whatever you're asking for as you're asking for it, will it support long term? Again, if it involves people, places, situations, the weather, we know all these things are impermanent. They're temporary. We cannot control them. And so long term, I cannot guarantee that they are going to stay the way they are. And I'm going to stay happy because they're the way they're, they're the way they are. It's the clue about life is that Everything around us is not meant to be with us at all times. It's not attached to us. We're not born with it. So it's kind of like an obvious clue that we're not meant to depend fully on it, especially our emotional well-being. It's not meant to be fully based on those things around us. So keep it in mind that if I'm asking for what I want, besides understanding that I, I can only control what I can control, which are my feelings and my thoughts, my body at times. And also understanding that if I do this long-term thing that I want, or when I say this long-term thing that I want, when I think long-term, I think, okay, it's not, it can't be temporary. So it can't be about just other people or fixing them or fixing my boss, fixing my job, fixing my, it can't be fixing those things that's going to get me to a better, peaceful, self-loving place. For a long term, it has to be an internal change, an internal asking for what you want, identifying what it is that I would like to change within me in order for me to become more satisfied, abundant, or whatever it is that you would like to feel on a daily basis. And again, it should not be an accident that you're feeling that way. We shouldn't be saying things like, I have bad days or bad. I mean, the whole day is bad. Come on, come on. The whole day is bad. Help me out here. 
It can't be that the whole day is bad. I'm the main common denominator for the whole day and every day that I live. And that is my brain. And that one here I can control. So long-term changes within ourselves and things that we want for ourselves that are going to be long-term must not include that other people have to be there or they have to stay the same. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's, we're in denial, people. I mean, I'm not born with my job attached to me or my children attached to me. I'm not born with those things. So I've come to a place of non-resistance in most areas until, well, I find out that there's an area that I have resistance to, at which point that's the one I work on. But for now, I'm working on continuously removing the resistance of me thinking that I need this thing so bad. I need it to not ever change in order for me to get happy. People need to just act right for me to get happy, which false, false idea. The answer is always within, always, always within. The clue is in the way we live and how we live. And we're not meant to live attached to other people in the way they're in charge of my emotions. They're in charge. They cannot be. They cannot be. I'm giving it away. They cannot make me feel anything. I am literally, literally giving my feelings away to other people. Okay. So the next part I want to point out in our ability to identify what we want is people's thoughts and feelings about your decisions in this case are not allowed to be part of your decision. When we look within and ask ourselves, what is it that we want? Unfortunately, confusion is created when we are always putting other people's thoughts and feelings about whatever it is that we want, which makes it difficult for us to say what we want out loud to ourselves. It's like a a really big block, a really big block that every time I want to make a decision, but right away I say what I perceive other people's other people are going to feel about it, think about it. I'm putting their thoughts and feelings in my mind as a primary motivation for making decisions, which keeps me in a state of fear and confusion and basically immobility. I cannot move anywhere because uh, everywhere I go in my own prison, in my own head, I'm basically stopped. I cannot because this person's going to be upset. How is this person going to feel? Basically playing a psychic. And I don't have the capability of doing that, but yeah, I think I do. I, I think I do. Please stay away from labeling other people's feelings and thoughts when it comes to making a decision. Know that voice within. Get to know it really well. There's a voice within that is all-knowing, that just knows exactly what you need. It's an intuition. And when you are listening to it, it knows the right thing for you to do. And just trust that people, when they love you, they're going to love whatever goodness you want for yourself. Even if they're kicking and screaming, they're going to eventually love it. And if they don't love it, it tells you about their commitment too, right? So we are awake enough to see whether people are going to reject it or not. I want people to show you whether they're going to reject your ability to make boundaries and reject your wanting and desire for things. I want you to see if they're going to reject that. I don't want you to save them from it or save yourself from seeing it. I want you just to go ahead and look at it and think, well, if this person is not supporting my highest good, then I need to think about what decision I need to make about how I interact with this person. So we're not trying to do cover-ups here. We're trying to see exactly what we need to see. So all outcomes are great. (laughs) We get to see them. That's what I mean by that. All right. One important thing about remembering when we are making decisions is remembering 
the fear from facts. So I have a lot of fears and insecurities and a lot of the times I perceive them to be reality. But when we practice asking ourselves, what is it that I want? And then when fear starts to sprout up, I'm aware of it and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I I get you fear. I hear you. But the facts are whatever they are. And you guys are just my fear. I'm going to hear you. I'm human, but I know exactly what I need to do. I know what the right thing is. So you have to be able to practice this discernment between when my fear is talking and when there's, there's facts and that I'm dealing with here and, and then the decision is based on facts and not fear. Because like I would say, chemically in your body, in your brain, your fear will speak louder, much, much louder. And we need to know that it is not reality. It's just chemically stronger, more intense in our body. Hope that makes sense. Uh, the next step that I want you to keep in mind as you are say, asking for what you want is ask for what you want, but the outcome is not relevant to making your decision. You have to practice asking for what you want. Again, the outcome people tend to overdo. It's like, it's going to turn bad. It's going to turn out bad. It's going to be no good. Uh, people are going to disagree with it. it you, I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't make decisions because I don't know what's going to happen. And this is just nasty to our brain. We, we don't want to engage in this nonsense. We want to really get ourselves straightened out by not going to that neighborhood of, I need to know the outcome. I, I cannot know. I just, my job is to only know based on what I'm looking at right now is just what it is that I want. Labeling that. I want to have more satisfaction in this relationship, for example. And this outcome is not necessary, but sometimes we will not say that because we talk about the what ifs in our head. So we're not even saying this out loud. We can't even say it out loud to ourselves and say, hey, this is what I want because we're afraid that the outcome and the what ifs are just going to be this horrendous thing. And so we play that out in our mind, which takes over, of course, as it very well does chemically, it'll take over with this fear and the stress and make you believe that this is real. And it will consume your time and keep you again in a state of confusion. You will not be able to make decisions because this outcome business. So the outcome is not relevant. It is not relevant. And when your mind wants to go to that place, you just stop it. You just stop it and tell it, hey, let's not throw any tantrums. Let's just stay with what is it that I want. Keep asking yourself, what is it that I want? And the words or the phrase, I don't know, need not come out of your mouth because it is exactly what your responsibility is. That you can know. You can ask yourself what you want. You can ask yourself, what is it that I feel? Those are things that you can ask yourself and you can have answers to. You cannot have answers to about other people's feelings and thoughts, the outcome of a situation, but yet your brain wants to go and spend energy on that while the real question that you want to ask is, what is it that I want? And making those long-term changes from that place rather than going outside of your body into other people's thoughts, trying to control people, trying to control situations, make things go your way, right? And just resist, 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 and cause yourself some stress and problems. I mean, we don't, we don't need to go through all that. We just kind of go within and start trusting that we have the answer.
Now, the final thing I want you to keep in mind in making decisions is to not entertain the regret game. I didn't mean that to actually rhyme, but it's pretty cool. (laughs) What I mean about the regret game is the replay in your mind of shoulds and coulds, of I should have done this, and I don't want to regret my decision, and I don't want to regret my decision. If you kind of stay in this constant obsessive train of thought, unfortunately, entertaining this fear of regret is going to keep you in a standstill. You won't be able to make decisions. Any thinking pattern that I'm pointing out to you today is fixable when you're aware of it because your awareness of it makes it visible to you. So as you're doing it, you're able to at minimum notice it's there and you can alter it, stop it, uh, change your mind about it, different ways that you can approach this. But again, self-awareness is the main tool for change here. This ultimate fear of regret is, I think, the most powerful thing that our brain carries on, but we have no actual factual thing that we can hold, but it will, it's like chasing a, 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 it's like a duck chase or a goose chase, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called, but it's chasing the air. You you can't, you don't know where you're going with this. It's infinite. And if you keep playing it over and over again and really wasting your energy on this, it's just useless, useless. So don't worry about the fear of regret later because it is a false fear. It ain't real. So as you are becoming more aware of it, be able to identify what this regret or fear of regret looks like versus what you really want. So we're not getting rid of the fears. Again, we are just noticing them. We know what they are. We understand why they're there and how we learned them, but they are not real. Recognizing that they are not reality and I don't need them to motivate my decisions today. All right. So this is, I think, a good way to get you started on saying what you want to yourself. Don't take that freedom for granted. And we do that every day when we give our power away to others or to situations. Our work from here on out needs to be done within. It does not need to be done from the outside in. Okay. So I cannot change situations, people. I can no longer resist them. If they're trying to show me something about themselves, I am seeing it and I'm not making excuses for it for myself or for others. As well as when I I'm no longer comfortable in a certain situation. I need to look at my discomfort and find out what it is that will make me more comfortable. And in that, asking is where the truth for you and expansion lies. If we don't ask this question with self-honesty, then more than likely we're avoiding moving forward in any way. And then we're going to keep ourselves in this self-imposed prison that uh, is infinite with self-doubt, self-regret, self-shame, and all the other things we want to heal and not continue to reinforce in our lives. Making decisions, again, is the ultimate freedom to know that you have a choice in every part of your life. As long you understand that you control your decisions and only your decisions, you cannot control other people's decisions or the universe for that matter. We just own ours. So that's where I need you to start. And hopefully that's where I need you to end. I don't need you to go any further than you when it comes to making decisions. You will know intuitively when you practice this, you will know intuitively what to do. It will not be hidden to you. 
And the more you practice it like a wonderful muscle, it'll become stronger and stronger and your self-trust will increase gradually, but it'll be a long standing change within you and a great aspect of a strong relationship between you and you. (laughs) And so let's get started on it, guys. It's never a waste of time when you're working on yourself. It is, however, very much a waste of energy if you're trying to work on yourself through other people, other situations, and get your value that way. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the undisputed freedom of choice. This has been an episode of Drive Through.